Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Ohm. I'm Don Ball, and this is a labor of love. So if you haven't hopped over to my website yet, presenceyoga.org, your donations are always welcome. Today, I want to talk about something that doesn't exist. Perfectionism. And in particular, spiritual perfectionism. Now first, just to clear things up, we're all spiritual beings. Spiritual beings having a human experience, as my teacher used to say. It's just that some of us are more conscious and connected with that aspect of our lives and our purpose. And it doesn't mean that we're better than someone else who doesn't have a practice. It just means that we're more connected with the spiritual dimension of our lives as humans, at least in this existence. And chances are you have some sort of practice, whether it's Tai Chi or yoga or any kind of practice that brings you in touch with that dimension of your life. And you may have experienced this. People in your life thinking that you're somehow above certain emotions like fear or anger or sadness because you're spiritual. Well, we all experience that. In fact, we do that to ourselves as spiritual people. We tend to fall into that trap too. We think, oh, how could I have done that? I'm a yogi. How could I have gotten mad? Shame on me. And we lay all kinds of guilt trips on ourselves as if we're somehow above human emotions. Well, I have a teacher who used to have an expression for that. She used to call it purple washing because purple is the color of the crown chakra and it's thought of as a spiritual color. And I thought it was a pretty cute expression. It's an expression that refers to this tendency of spiritual people to do just that, to think of themselves as somehow above certain emotions, thinking of themselves, for example, as invulnerable to fear or depression or anger. And she used to joke, how lofty of me. Really, it's a kind of arrogance um, to think that we could somehow, as long as we're in human form, be above those kinds of human experiences, which include the whole spectrum of emotions and challenges. That's the whole purpose of human life. But I want to wax philosophical here for a moment. I started thinking about this notion of perfection, and I'm a Virgo, so this really hits home in a deeper way for me because Virgos have a tendency to be perfectionistic. And I thought, you know, it sounds like a cliche, this expression, I'm only human. Maybe we could somehow get ourselves to a point where we are so neutral and so uh, stable and patient and lofty that we could become like saints. But then I thought about Buddha's teachings. Think about it. Buddha's first and core teaching is life is change meaning everything is impermanent, and so are we. And he wasn't the first or the only one to say it. Our experience leads us to this truth. If we just pay attention, we see that nothing stays the same. Heraclitus, the pre-Socratic, said it. You can never step into the same river twice. I think Buddha would have said you can never step into the same river once, as enigmatic as that seems. Because that's the starting point and the keystone for the rest of his teachings, for the whole body of his teachings. All of life is impermanent. And thank goodness, because that means that we're always evolving. Evolution is a process. But here we go. Perfection implies that some sort of stable resolution has been achieved. Like, we got there. It's done. 
and that, by definition, is a frozen state. Thus, perfection and change are a total contradiction in terms. If life is change, then perfectionism can never exist, because perfectionism implies static, unchanging, stillness. And that's not what life is. And we can prove that to ourselves. Just sit and watch for a moment. Even in that one moment that we sit, we see changes within ourselves. I'm hot, now I'm cold. I'm hungry, I wasn't hungry before. I'm angry, now I'm not angry. The leaves are falling, the clouds are moving. Within and without, life is change. But here's the next point. The whole thing of perfection, the whole fantasy, the whole delusion of it all, is an egoistic thing. It's a fantasy that comes from the ego's need to somehow be better than, to somehow create some sort of identity. But here's the question. What would perfection even look like? It's totally unanswerable, because if I were to ask 10 people that same question, guess how many answers I'd get? I'd get 10 different answers. It's all relative. And why would we want to be perfect anyway if perfection means no more growth? But the ego does want to be perfect. It's the ego's drive to somehow reach that unattainable state. But that's pure delusion. I think of psychoanalyst Karen Horney, who pointed out um, what the real nature of narcissism is. She said, It is not narcissistic for a person to value a quality in himself which he actually possesses. The problem arises when narcissists admire themselves for qualities that have no foundation in reality. Well, think about it. If that's the case, then it seems that the pursuit of perfection is the ultimate form of narcissism, the ultimate neurosis. But of course, that's what the ego is. It's this drive towards something that doesn't exist, perfection, rather than an acceptance of what is. That is to say, an acceptance of ourselves as flawed, quirky, perfectly imperfect beings that are constantly changing. Okay, now to the third point, the third uh, aspect of why perfection is unattainable. We are supposed to go through emotional trials. It's spiritual law. If we're spiritual beings having a human experience, then we're here to fall off our horse and get back on again to deal with stuff and take the lessons that they deliver, if we're aware of what those lessons are. And that means that we have those emotions like fear and anger. But what we strive to do is not get rid of them, but get in touch with them. Have a conversation with them. Talk to your anger. What are you trying to tell me? Use the emotions as a compass so as to direct ourselves better in our lives to be really in touch with what their message is and really in touch with how we might have fallen so that we can get back up. Because life is just a series of getting back up, falling and getting back up. It's part of the game of being human. It's part of what the yogis call maya, the ultimate play, this big drama called life. And as a teacher, there's thought to be a practical purpose of it all, to go through our challenges and to be able to then show others the way through, others who come to you, not to dispense unwanted advice, but to be there for others who ask, what do you advise? And the idea is that we've been through it ourselves, so we can speak from experience. 
And so with that said, in every wisdom tradition, I mean, whether we're talking Kabbalah to the heart of yogic wisdom, emotions are thought to be just that, a compass, a gauge that give us feedback about where we are on our own journey so that we can go through it and gain our own wisdom that comes from direct experience with it. So that even as we're pulling someone else up the mountain with one outstretched arm, we're simultaneously clearing debris from the path with the other arm. And the overarching point is that there's a reason for those emotions that are considered bad or imperfect. So in summary, perfection is totally unattainable for three main reasons. Because life is change, and perfectionism and impermanence are a contradiction in terms. Secondly, the fantasy of perfection is born of ego. And thirdly, We are supposed to go through emotional trials. So there's a wonderful reason why we experience the spectrum of human experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And so, as one perfectly imperfect being stumbling my way through the wilds of human life, searching for the way home, may we all bring each other home. Because after all, as the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz discovered, And as we too will discover for ourselves, home is right here all the time. And with that, I'll sign out. Thanks for listening to Radio Ohm.